0: We've looked at that verse for three weeks now from Matthew 4, 19. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I want to read to you the story that Didi told the children. That comes from Luke chapter 5 beginning at verse 1. You'll recognize it because you just heard it. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon said, Master, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. So were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on shore, left everything and followed him. It is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, it's the third week from Matthew 4:19, "Follow me, I will make you fishers of men." One phrase each week we've looked at. Also, without identifying it specifically, we've looked at three different levels of response in God's call on our lives. And I want to spend just a minute thinking about those before we get to that final phrase. In the first phrase of, of Matthew four nineteen, follow me, we considered our own personal choice to follow Christ. It's an intentional decision on our part. We choose to follow Christ. It's a head level response made right here in our head, in our minds. A rational choice to follow Jesus. Now I know some of you will say, emotions were involved in my decision to follow Jesus. I understand. Me too. But the decision was still a rational decision made at head level, hearing the call of Jesus, follow me. Then in the second phrase of the verse, I will make you, we move to a heart level response. This is not a logical decision on our part. This is God's part, God's work done in us. As the Holy Spirit works in us to transform us more into the image of Christ, we experience it at heart level, beyond rational, beyond logical choice, beyond head level to heart level. a lot of people never get beyond head level. They know about Jesus. They have some knowledge of Jesus in an intellectual or academic perspective, but they never move beyond head level to heart level. We can do head level ourselves. It's our choice. Heart level is the work of God in us. And we have to allow that to take place. God will make us and continue to remake us. But only God can do the heart level in us. That's God's part. Now today we look at the final phrase, fishers of men. With that we move to hands level. Actually doing something with our hands and with our feet and with our voice and with our ears and with our entire bodies. Moving beyond head level choice, experiencing and then enacting heart level transformation and then actually doing something with our bodies, serving at hands level. This completes the process that God calls us to go through. Follow me, I will make you fishers people. Some people never get past head level. Others never move beyond heart level. They've had a heart warmed by the love of God, but they've never done anything with it. They've never taken that love to share with anybody else. (coughs) Excuse me. I believe we're called on all three levels. Head, heart, hands. Actually doing something to put our faith into action. It's an incomplete process if head, heart, and hands aren't all three part of our journey with Jesus. Let's look at that final phrase, fishers of men. To get us started on that portion, I want to share a short video with you from one of my all-time favorite TV shows. It's a fishing video. You watch and see where you see yourself in this video.
1: Mm-hmm. If she's such a great fisherman like you've been telling me, how come she fishes with her bait out of the water? Oh, well, see, this this is a little bit of stream fishing, you see, and Ain't B, she's used to deep sea fishing for porpoises and flying fish and stuff like that. You mean you fish for them with your bait out of the water? Oh, sure. You see, they come up and meet your pole halfway. Well, <laughs> yeah. right, Ain't B? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just let her get the hang of it and she'll be pulling them fish in hand over fist. Ain't <laughs> B, you got one. Ain't B, reel it in. Reel it in. Yeah, yeah reel him in, Ain't B. <laughs> Well, uh, see, uh, Aunt B is, is a sportsman, and she's trying to give that fish every chance. Uh, I, uh, I believe you give him enough chance, Aunt B. Really, man. Really, man, Aunt B. Easy, easy, Aunt B. He's so big, you nearly lost your pole. <laughs> Well, it, it, it was too little, and, and she threw it back. That's your ain't B. Sportsman all the way.
0: Most of us could find ourselves somewhere in that video. Some would be the experienced fisherman trying to help someone else learn to fish. Some would be the young fisher observer cheering for someone who was catching their first fish. Then there's the one who's never been fishing, Never caught a thing. That would be some of us too, right? Now, I want you to think in spiritual terms for a minute about where we might be when it comes to fishing for people. Jesus used the analogy of fishing. Where do we see ourselves in terms of fishing for people? There are surely some who purposely fish for people and seem totally comfortable with that. They do it very naturally because God uses them to do that. There are just as surely those that cheer for and celebrate with others who occasionally catch fish for the kingdom. We encourage them. We celebrate with them while they catch the fish. Then there are the ones who know little to nothing about fishing for people. Some of us who think we're fishing for people don't even have our bait in the water. Maybe we're pretending to be sportsmen to give those fish every chance. Maybe we give them a chance to actually jump on the dock or on the shore or jump in the boat. And that way they catch themselves and we don't have to. Because if we're honest, some of us would say, I wouldn't know what to do with a fish if I caught one. So therefore we choose not to fish for people. Where are you? Where are we in terms of fishing for people? Fishing in the name of Jesus. Where are we? I want you to notice in the story we read from Luke's gospel... There are four very clear steps. First, Jesus used what they had and what they were. They were fishermen, so he used fishing analogies. Um, He talked about things they knew about. Second, Jesus blessed them because they obeyed his direction. He told them to let down their nets, and they caught more fish than they could handle. Third, Peter, and probably those with Peter realized Jesus is more than just a teacher. They knew this miraculous thing that had just happened was initiated by Jesus. And fourth, Jesus called them to follow him using the language they understood. I will make you fish for people. Follow me. Because of the presence and power of Jesus at every step in that process, they started on a major transformation of head, heart, and hands as they responded in obedience to the call of Christ. Now, understand Jesus didn't snap his fingers and poof, they were fishers for men immediately. That's not the way it works. He called them to a following relationship. A following relationship in which they decided they chose at head level to follow Christ. And then within that relationship, he taught them, he nurtured them, he formed them, transforming them at heart level. And he empowered them, making their transformation into fissures of people possible. And that was the hands level transformation Now, very few people who fish in lakes and streams around here or around the state, wherever some of you fish. I know some of you do. I've seen your Facebook photos and all of that kind of thing. Most of you at some point had someone who piqued your interest in fishing and invited you maybe to go along. None of you were automatically fishermen immediately because you decided you were a fisherman. It doesn't work that way. Someone probably showed you the skills and practices of good fishing. Someone probably spent some time with you and helped you develop into a fisherman who now fishes regularly. Sometimes you go by yourself, sometimes with a friend, sometimes with someone who's never been fishing maybe. And you begin to teach them what it means to fish. The same is true for us. And our call to follow Christ and allow him to make us fishers of people. He promises to make us, to teach us effective skills and practices for fishing for people calling us to spend time with our Lord as well as those who already know how to fish for people, hooking us up with people who will fish with us and help us learn and ultimately equipping us to go and begin to fish for people ourselves. It's that powerful work of God through the Holy Spirit that makes it all happen. Through the Spirit working in us we are gradually transformed into fishers of people. God does the work in us and we get to go along for the ride of our lives. As transformed children of God, we fish for people who are still in need of being brought to a following relationship with Jesus. We fish with the bait of the good news of Jesus Christ. You heard Dee, Dee in the video say something about lures on a hat and you got to have bait. Well, we have bait. Our bait is the good news, the gospel, the love of God experienced and shared with other people. We're not calling people to be good people. We're not calling people to do good things. We're calling them to the love of God revealed in Christ Jesus. That love that's changed our lives as we've experienced it through forgiveness and reconciliation and God's holy restoration in our lives. Now we have the opportunity to share it with them. It's phenomenal bait. Once we've attracted people with that bait and they begin to experience the love of God for themselves, then we walk with them, we share with them, we nurture them about how that same love of God can transform their lives the way it has ours. Most fish that we catch as fishers of people need guidance. They need nurturing. They need someone to walk with them, to love them, to care for them in this new life in Jesus That comes from investing time and love into their lives just as people have invested time and love into our lives as we were caught when someone fished for people and we were the prize. Aren't you thankful there was someone fishing for people who when you were on the line they didn't throw the pole back and run away because they didn't know what to do. We've all been blessed by someone, maybe several someone's, who fished for us. God's always called followers people who will help reach out to and make other followers. But it might not necessarily sound like a fish story the way it did in Luke 5. He was talking to fishermen. But what if God custom-tailors His invitation to each of us and it sounds like something we would relate to? What if you're a nurse and God calls you and says, follow me, I'll make you someone who nurtures spiritual health. You're a programmer who understands computer languages and you sense the call, follow me. I will make you understand languages of the heart and soul so you can reach people for the Lord. You're a teacher who teaches academics. Follow me and I will make you a teacher of people who need to know about me. You're a parent who's invested in your children's lives. Follow me and I will make you a spiritual parent who invests in the heart and soul of those who need new birth. Your invitation can be as custom-tailored and unique as you are. This invitation, follow me, I will make you fishers of people was custom-tailored to people who fished for a living. How's God calling you? How's God forming that ongoing call in your life to, in terms that the scripture uses, to fish for people? Whoever and whatever we are, God is continuing to call us now to not be afraid, that's where he started with Peter, don't be afraid, and then to come follow and allow God to make us into people who reach other people for Jesus. That's not just for a few, that's for everybody. Again, it all depends on God's transforming power to make us into what He calls us to be. We just have to allow that transformation to begin as we choose it at head level. We pray for that transformation to take major impact in our lives at heart level. And we act on that transformation at hands level as we begin to serve and reach out to others fishing for people in the kingdom of God. If all three stages aren't there, something's missing in our journey with Jesus. Maybe we haven't grown to that point yet. Maybe nobody ever shared that with us. Maybe nobody ever said, hey, go fish for people with me. We can do this together for a while. But if all three parts aren't there, head level, heart level, hands level, something's missing. I'd love to be able to take time and do a huge seminar and say, here's how you fish for people. We don't have time for that. But I want you to know, sometime really soon, we're going to be offering something that's much more of a how-to in terms of fishing for people and making those people disciples of Jesus Christ. Somewhere around the 1st of October, I'll be starting a 12-week discipleship training program. Excuse me. I hope to do one of those in person and at least one of those online by Zoom or some tool like that so that if you're interested, you can hook up with it one way or the other. It's a very friendly, user-friendly, practical, hands-on study on reaching people as we fish for people in the name of Christ, bring them in to the family of God and set them on the journey to be disciples of Jesus Christ. It's a similar focus to that of our Christian journey groups. And I believe it'll it'll potentially build on and maybe even enrich the ministry of those Christian journey groups. It'll be a great experience for anybody who's already in one of those groups, particularly if you're a facilitator. But it's going to be good for anyone else who says, I'm not so sure I'm all that well equipped at fishing for people right now maybe I could jump in on that and and learn a little more and allow God to stretch me a little bit, allow God to fill out that part of the journey that may be lacking a little bit in my life. Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We'll be doing more with that verse in that 12-week study. Between now and when you see some information about it in your care mail, That goes out by email every week. You'll start to see that in a couple weeks. Pray about how you may want to be involved. Think about where God needs to grow you and if this is the way to do it. Watch for that information. It'll be in Caramel soon. For now, I want to invite you to commit to that ongoing transforming process again today. A time of further surrender, wherever we find ourselves in the process. A time of commitment to grow in each stage of being made by God into the image of Christ at head level, heart level, and hands level. Make this a time for God to make us a little more of what we're called to be, fishers of men. Would you pray with me? Lord, you call us and then you promise to journey with us and to equip us for that which you've called us. We pray, Lord, that you would touch us at head level and help us to continue choosing you intentionally. Continue touching us at heart level, transforming us from deep in our hearts that can be so warmed by Your love. Continue making us into fishers of people at hands level as we give ourselves more completely every day to serving You and sharing Your love You've given us the most incredible bait to use, the good news of Jesus Christ. Born, lived, crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected. Help us to use the bait you provide to fish for people in our lives and all around us this week and always. In Christ's name I pray, amen.